Hi, listeners. Quick message before this episode begins. Please check out the City of COS on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram sharing city news and events. We hope you'll follow along. Now it's time for Behind the Springs. I'm Jen Schrader, and this is Behind the Springs, conversations with the people working for you in Colorado Springs, Olympic City, USA. Thanks, everybody, for spending some time with us. We really appreciate you listening to Behind the Springs. Um, We are in the month of April, and that is dedicated to community development, an opportunity for our city to share stories and projects revolving around affordable housing, homelessness prevention, strengthening neighborhoods, those sorts of topics. And so I'm really fortunate to welcome Steve Posey. He's our community development manager, and we appreciate you taking the time today. Thank you. Yeah, very happy to be here, Jen. This is uh, one of those times of year when we really get to celebrate all of the terrific projects that are happening out in our community, uh, that we are using some of those block grant uh, funds to help uh, uh, get out of the ground. Uh, and it's a, uh, we're very happy to have the opportunity to talk about those projects and make sure that the public knows uh, what it is that we're doing. Well, thank you. I really appreciate your time and your insight. And I think we talked last year Uh, around the same time. And um, although this is the time we highlight it, it's really, you're busy all year round making these things come to fruition and uh, bringing everybody to the table. So it's been a busy year. It's been a very busy year. Uh, And a lot of what we do uh, with these block grant funds and with some of the other federal money that the city receives each year uh, is development. Uh, I mean, they call it community development for a reason. Uh, and a lot of what we are involved with are large-scale construction projects, uh, both housing uh, and also uh, facilities. Uh, we've got a brand-new medical clinic, for instance, that uh, was recently finished at Tejon in Las Vegas. Uh, it's one of our Peak Vista neighborhood health centers, uh, and they opened up just last year. Uh, and it's uh, there to help serve uh, not only our homeless community, Uh, but anybody who really wants to walk in uh, and can get uh, medical services through that clinic. Okay, that's awesome. So let's go back to the phrase that I introduced at the beginning. Um, It's big here in our community, around the country, affordable housing. Um, We're hearing it a lot because we're in an election year and all the candidates are talking about that as a main priority, we hope, for them, which is great. Um, Different candidates and different people have different ideas about how we can solve the issues around affordable housing and homelessness. Um, But tell us just in general, why is that such an important topic right now? And why, why is, why are some of the ideas around that shifting? Well, you know, I think that housing for everybody, it doesn't really matter how much money you make. uh, Housing is so important to everybody. Uh, because it's such a, uh, a component, you know, it leads to such productive and uh, 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 fulfilling lives. And if you don't have to worry about where you're going to be sleeping or where you're going to be living, uh, it just leads to so many beneficial things. Uh, kids end up doing better in school. Uh, people generally have better health uh, and they make more money. And over the span of their lifetime, they earn more money. Uh, and they're able to be, you know, more secure and, and lead a better life. Right. Uh, but what's really fascinating right now is that that conversation is changing. Uh, for so long, we used to hear about how, well, you know, why are we just building housing that we're turning around and giving away to poor people just because we want to make their lives a little bit better? 
Well, yeah, they're good answers to that question. Uh, but the thing that is really interesting that's happening in Colorado Springs right now is that conversation is starting to change. And the question that's being asked is how do we make sure that we've got enough housing and a variety of housing at all kinds of price points that is well matched with our job market? Right. You know, we've got different uh, employment sectors here in the region uh, from very big hospitality and now warehousing is a big part uh, professional sectors. Uh, we've got a big medical community here. How do we make sure that we are able, that we've got a housing inventory that's well matched to what the people in all of those different employment sectors earn? So you're saying before, when we're talking about affordable housing, people are thinking low income or no income coming out of homelessness even. And now they're thinking, what about the next step up and the next step up? And that's, a, that's exactly right. right. And because that conversation is changing, you've got different people who are coming to the table and saying, hey, what are we doing about this? And what, and what can right. I do to help, right? And, and, yeah. and what can I do to help? You know, our Chamber of Commerce, for instance, is now very interested in housing issues. Mm -hmm. uh, the downtown partnership, you know, those are uh, people who have not necessarily been at the table in this discussion around Big picture housing for Colorado Springs. And now, they're critical partners. We need them. Critical right. partners in it, particularly as we go forward. Uh, now, I don't want to minimize the importance of the capital A affordable housing piece of this. And we've still got a lot of nonprofits who are very dedicated to making sure that the folks who are the lower income households and the, uh, the folks who are trying to exit homelessness and get into housing, that their needs are being met as well. Uh, but seeing the conversation uh, uh, expand expand right. into this other arena and to take on this bigger focus is something that is a really exciting change. And I mean, it doesn't matter if you're nice and cozy in your home and you're all set with your personal housing situation. This impacts you. Oh, that's absolutely right. Uh, I mean, having a, uh, a good supply of housing at all of those price points helps everybody in the community. Right. You want this community, the city to continue to thrive and grow. Absolutely right. And this. if you're looking, if you're a new employer and you're looking at where are you going to open up your next factory, where are you going to put another office building, uh, you're looking very closely at the housing inventory in that community. I, I, I know that we typically go over this every year about what is the city's role, but that is a point of confusion for a lot of people. Um, you know, why can't we just bulldoze through and solve this problem. <laughs> um, are we the, you know, are we the lead? Is it all on our shoulders and so forth? And what, what is our role? So can you kind of go over what that looks like? Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll make a distinction again between that affordable housing market and the broader, uh, what's now being called attainable housing. Okay. Uh, and, and that's also kind of synonymous synonymous for workforce housing, okay. where it's not necessarily income restricted, but it's well matched to what people earn. Okay. And in that affordable housing side of it, the city has a very big role in terms of helping use these federal grant dollars that we're highlighting here in Community Development Week to help those projects get out of the ground. Right. Uh, you know, for somebody like Agrescio Housing or our, our local Colorado Springs Housing Authority, Homeward Pikes Peak, Catholic Charities, these are Silver Key. These are all very important nonprofits in our community who are stepping into that housing space. And the city is facilitating the distribution of those dollars. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Okay. And walking along with them as they get their development teams together. Uh, and we help them very uh, proactively get through the planning and approval process so that they have the permission that they need to build the project in the first place. Right. Uh, and then also help them fill those gaps in whatever uh, uh, their the capital that they need in order to get the project built. And how are you feeling on that front or what can you report in terms of, of recent progress? You know, we're doing really well. I mean, uh, Mayor Southers set out a goal uh, back in 2019 to build or preserve a thousand units of that affordable housing every year. Uh, and, and we've year achieved over that? year, we have met that goal. Great. So Great. that's very, very pleased uh, to, to be able to say that. And in different facilities in different parts of town and it, um, in different been, ways. It yeah. has been. It's been spread uh, throughout Colorado Springs. Uh, I, I would offer that a lot of people may not even know that one of the new multifamily projects that's going up that they see from the freeway or they see from one of the roads that they drive on every day there's a good chance that it's an affordable housing project. Uh, we had, I think, 5,000 multifamily units permitted in 2022, and over 1,000 of them were income-restricted affordable housing. That is a phenomenal uh, number mm -hmm. to be able to talk about, uh, and I don't know another city in Colorado that has had that kind of success. And so I know your hope is just to stay on track with that, right? Oh, or, what, or what are the goals as we look forward? I, absolutely. You know, yes. we, we, we absolutely want to continue seeing that level of production. Uh, and then all, we also want to see, you know, are we going to be able to do more of what I was calling attainable or workforce housing? Mm -hmm. uh, and that is, you know, it's a, it's a slightly different challenge. Um, development costs have gotten very high right now. Uh, interest rates have continued to go up. Uh, and that's made projects more expensive. Uh, but fortunately, we are seeing some response at the state level uh, with a couple of new uh, funding resources that are going to be available later this year and, and on into 2024 uh, that are targeted at that attainable or workforce housing level. Okay, great. So that's some more good news. So yeah. what, what for you has stood out in the last year or just just most recently, you know, as a story you've heard or a particular project, just something that you're, you're proud of, you know, that, that people can identify with and. Uh, for, on a housing, on the housing front or on a, uh, any other type Gosh, of either. project as well. Either. <laughs> Whatever stands out to you. I just think it's nice for people to hear about either the specific project, you know, in that part of the city or, or a person or a, you know, how it impacted, um, Someone specifically, I think it's just nice to, you know, to hear those kind of uh, personal level stories so that we can realize, um, and I'm sure this helps your team too, you know, all this kind of higher level collaboration work they're doing boils down to someone being able to get their family into right. an apartment and right. that changes their lives. Right. No, you're absolutely right about that. And, and, you know, along those lines, there's been uh, for, for many, many years conversation about, well, what are we going to do in Southeast Colorado Springs? Right. You know, how does Southeast Colorado Springs get revitalized? How does it start to uh, come back, if you will? Uh, and we're very fortunate to have seen uh, Pastor Ben Anderson and the Solid Rock uh, Community Development Corporation down there in the southeast. Uh, they've done two really important things over the last uh, couple of years. The first one was they said, you know, 
as a church, we've got some land here, and we don't think we need all of that land, so we want to subdivide it, and we're going to make some of that land available for housing. And they are the first faith-based community here in Colorado Springs to step up and say, we're not just going to talk about housing anymore. We're going to actually do something about it. Uh, And they have a 77-unit apartment project that's coming out of the ground right now, right next to that church. And that's a tax credit financed project. Uh, It's got a two- and three-bedroom apartments in it that are going to be there to help serve the housing needs of some of the families right there in their own community. That's great. And And grow that that community. That is an outstanding thing to see happen. Because the land is such an incredible step forward. I mean, that's what you need. It is. It's very difficult to uh, acquire that land and and expensive. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they were able to work it out so that they can effectively donate that land into the project. Right. Uh, And talk about partnerships. So there's no way we could just, even if people would like us to have the role of bulldozing through and solving this issue without anyone else, we we can't do it. We need the partnerships of these these community members and these people who specialize in what they do, but also who live in the areas where they're where they're doing these wonderful things. That's exactly right. right. Uh, And they've, they've actually taken it a step further now and they bought uh, an older commercial building down on jet wing uh, that they're going to remodel from one end to the other and make it available to small businesses in that community. Uh, And that is another really key uh, sort of transformative and catalytic kind of project that we're seeing. Uh, and we're helping them out with a little bit of the block grant money that we're here to talk about this morning. Right. And that isn't something that we say, oh, good for you, Southeast. We say that benefits everyone. A- absolutely. That's huge to our economic vitality. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah. So that's so that's something that stands out. And then we've talked with a lot of these families, too, who have just been so grateful for the work of those nonprofits that you mentioned, right? Those housing nonprofits and that have really, because I know homelessness, as we're talking about affordable housing, I should mention homelessness is another big topic that we've heard um, all of the time, but especially during an election year from candidates and and how important that is on their priority list. Um, and so that's also on yours. That's exactly right. Uh, and we have over the years, uh, again, with these block grant funds, we've made pretty significant investments uh, in the Springs Rescue Mission campus, for instance for instance, yes. which is, is down on Las Vegas. Uh, Speaking that, of that, t- talk a little bit about the Work COS program that has started two years ago or three? I, uh, I think it's three, three. years now. Okay, yeah. Uh, and, and absolutely, I do want to talk about that. But just if I could, just before yes. we get to that, that campus has really made it possible for anybody who is outdoors to uh, be able to seek shelter here in our community. Uh, And they have played such an important role uh, in providing that really basic entry-level shelter for individuals so that there is a safe alternative to being on the street. Now, once you get into the campus and once you're there, uh, they do have a wide uh, uh, menu, if you will, of services that you can access at that point, whether you need help getting your mail, whether you need help getting an ID, uh, whether you need help getting, uh, you know, some employment counseling of one kind or another. Uh, and that's where the Work COS program really starts to shine because individuals who are there at the Springs Rescue Mission campus 
They start to kind of get things together. They're looking for a way to actually uh, go back into the workforce. Uh, this work COS program is a really good way for them to do that. They get a sponsor from the campus, and then they are also uh, uh, connected with uh, Crystal Carr here uh, in Community Development, who's the city's homeless uh, response coordinator. We've talked to her on the podcast. Yep. She's wonderful. Very good. Very good. Uh, and she will kind of walk along with them uh, as they start uh, working right here in our public works department. Uh, there there uh, are two different crews uh, that are out there helping clean up. They're working on the medians. They're cleaning out uh, drainage culverts and things of that sort. And it's an opportunity for people who may not have been in the workforce for a long time to come back and get reemployed and actually have a job right here at the city. Right. It's beautifying our city, and then we've hired many of them full-time. Exactly. Right. Wonderful exactly. program. Okay. So we're very, very uh, happy about that one. So some good things happening. So why do you think it's important to have Community Development Month and, you know, to shine a spotlight on these things? Just a good time to focus on the yeah, good. It is a good time to focus because I think, you know, just to come back to that question about what the city's role in all of this is, we have so many really strong and focused and dedicated nonprofits here in our community, and we rely on them very heavily. Uh, to, to, to be the ones who are out there at the street level, if you will, understanding the challenges and the struggles that some of our citizens are going through, uh, and then coming up with the assistance and the programs and the help that they need uh, to solve whatever those problems are. Right, because you mentioned all those steps that come before housing. Yeah, that are really critical it, that people sort of forget about. That, you know? That's exactly right. You may just need help with your car. Right. You know, and, and somebody to help you get over that little hump so that you can actually go to an interview. Right. Or that you can actually take your kids to the place where they need to be so that they have access to a computer. Right. Uh, and those agencies are out there, and they're helping us understand what the struggles are for individuals and for families uh, here in the community so that we can turn around and take those grant dollars that we have and say, okay, this is a really good program. These are the outcomes that this program has, and we're going to invest in it. This is a challenging job you have, Steve, <laughs> with lots of big rewards, right? Oh, uh, the rewards are, are very big. Yes. So that's, I mean, that's really what keeps you going. You know, I, 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 I regret sometimes that I'm a little disconnected from the street level uh, yes. of what's going on out there. Uh, but that's but, why you have these partners. You have but to that's rely. That's why we have these partners. Yes. That's exactly right. It's good to hear these yeah. great stories. Thanks for sharing them yep. with us. We really appreciate it. And if people want to know more, I really encourage they go to coloradosprings.gov slash community development. We've got awesome stories, uh, photos, um, and just more about what um, what we do here and what our community is doing. And I think um, it's one thing to throw around those words, affordable housing and homelessness and your ideas for um, what to do, but also really good to find out what's already being done, right? Which is quite a bit. Yes, it you is. told us. Thanks so much. And thanks everyone for listening to Behind the Springs. We hope to see you next time. Mm -hmm.